Hello and welcome to the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club. I'm your host, VM Campos. This is the podcast where I answer the question, what am I reading this week? For the longer version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. This is the series where I review a comic book, new or old, from my collection for the following five dimensions. Cover art, interior art, plot, and enjoyability of the book on a scale of one to five. This week I'm reading Hate Number One, Third Printing, published by Fantagraphics in 1992. Let's get started. All right, so the backstory about this book is it's published by Fantagraphics, an independent publisher that was around for several years. And um, this book is um, a seminal work in the underground indie world of the 90s. Peter Bagg published this book via Fantagraphics, and it follows the exploits of Buddy Bradley and his family. He's basically a slacker living in Washington State. This comic really captured the zeitgeist of grunge in Washington, in Seattle, in the early 90s. And I wasn't reading it back in the day, in in 1990 and such. I was still reading Spider-Man comics. But I would see these sort of independent comics at the comic shop, and I thought, wow, those aren't for me. They're, like, too grown up. I don't understand them. So I never really read them, but I know about them. And I picked up issues later on. I bought this on eBay. Um, And I accidentally bought the third printing, printed in 1992. First printing is 1990. Um, But when I bought it off of eBay, the person selling it, they themselves didn't know it was also the third printing. So I got a little bit of a refund. And I'll probably get first printing at some point. It's in really nice condition. And of course, the story is what matters most. But I'm reading Hate number one third printing this week. Let's start off with the cover. Okay, this is a hilarious over-the-top cover that has nothing to do really with what the book is about. The character of Buddy Bradley was first introduced in uh, Bag's other comic book, Neat Stuff. Basically, he's a slacker in the Neat Stuff. Uh, he was living at home, I believe, and in this one, he he moves out. But he's uh, this total slacker, kind of aimless, perfect encapsulation of Gen X. And you got to think about that in the early 90s very late 80s that sort of term gen x wasn't really around i think they were calling them the echo boomers okay boomer so so this cover has nothing to do with uh the character he's not a beer swilling well not uh coors at least he's not a beer swilling a mainstream uh beer swilling uh guy that is like usa we're number one and then with a huge truck and like so consumerist this cover's hilarious. I'm going to give it a 4 out of 5 just because it doesn't really encompass what's in the actual book. But there's a lot of detail for you just to kind of browse and uh, really like look at the details. There's just a lot of detail for you to re- really browse and um, kind of find fun stuff about it. Like, attention, all you smart capitalist investors. This is issue number one. And then we've got, this is $2 in the USA. We're number one. Two fifty in Canada. They're not number one. Just a lot of little funny things. Uh, to to write about there. Now, there is a slur in here that I will not read, but um, I guess the irony of saying that slur and such is that, you know, this character is not this representation, so they wouldn't say that, but it's right there on the cover, so I'm going to skip that. It's going to ding it also down to four out of five. So it's it's just weird, and seeing this on the shelf is just hilarious, so fun cover. 
interior art. Well, Peter Bag is the artist. There are two stories. Uh, there's the My Pad storyline, and there's a Trapped on Hate Island. So the style of this, uh, I often talk about in my podcast about how I love the um, black and white independent comics of the 80s, but there were also some amazing black and white independent comics of the 90s. I don't know why I feel like I have a little bit less of a connection with them, even though that was during like my time. The indie uh, comics of the 80s were, were before my time. I was like heavily en enmeshed in uh, Spider-Man. But after kind of seeing, going back, now that I'm a grown-up and I can buy more comics, and going back and getting some of these comics, you know, like also Roberta Gregory's comics and such, it's really cool to see what that generation of comics was about. Everyone's got their own style. And so Peter Bagg's style, it's, I think it's very recognizable. And in this first story, you definitely see it. We've got Peter, we eventually see Stinky, and one of the other roommates that lives in their place. So the art is really fun. I'm going to give this a four out of five. It's this black and white cartoony style, over-the-top expressions. Um, it can get kind of cluttered. There's a lot of text. I think that's what separates uh, this comic from some other comics the styles of comics is that there's just it's very wordy there's a lot to talk about it reminds me of a kevin smith movie and such uh, which is fun and so the the focus on the art um it, when you focus on the art there there's some realism there's some surrealism and it's just really cool there's some asides motion lines and such it's it's a really cool art for that first story the second story is prisoners of hate island it's the same artist the same creator and everything and this is slightly more realistic because there are actually caricatures here of Peter Bagg himself, Kim Thompson, the publisher at Fantagraphics, and one more, I believe. And then another important figure in the world of comics publishing at the time. So um, this art's really cool as well. I'll give this a little higher. It's a five out of five because it really does great caricature with real characters, but then in Peter Bagg's style. So really fun interior art. Moving on to the plots, uh, they're both really cool. The second one, it is much more a fourth wall breaking sort of plot. It's the creator of, of, of hate himself just talking about how he has nothing to show for it and his comics don't sell and he wants advice on how to really sell more comics in this modern time. And then the other people there kind of give him a little bit of advice, but they're like, well, who cares? You know, independent comics are all about doing what you want, even if you're not going to be profitable. So it's kind of a really interesting plot in terms of it's a comic book about a comic book. And it's just so 90s to be that sort of introspective about things. So I, I appreciate that. Then if you've never read Hate before, the first story, Welcome to My Pad, um, is also a very good introduction to the characters about their idiosyncrasies. And it's such a, a fourth wall breaking story, but he is talking to you as if you're visiting him. It starts off with, hey man, long time no see. I can't believe you were able to track me down. Come on and set a spell. So again, a little bit of fourth wall breaking and ironic humor and such, because if you were following his comic over at Neat Stuff here, now he's got his own comic uh, as hate. And he's introducing you to, well, we lived in New Jersey and then we moved over here and there. And we were thinking of going to California, but instead we went to Seattle. And here we are. And just like this great slacker lifestyle. 
it's sort of like you should have been there you had to be there mentality to it all so it's really fun and i'm kind of having flashbacks i don't think i ever owned this comic but i think i might have read it in a trade paperback or at a library or somewhere because there's a few shots and a few plots that i swear that i remember that i swear i'm getting deja vu on but i don't i never owned this comic there's a wrecking ball scene that i swear i remember that uh, that I've read that before, but oh well. So I'm giving uh, both of the plots a 5 out of 5. I love the introduction to these characters in the first story. And then I like the sort of like existentialism of the second story. Uh, I think they're done very well. They're, they're very funny. There's a little bit of vulgarity here and there. But that's on par for independent comics. They do what they want. So both stories are very enjoyable. Which then leads us to the enjoyability of the book. I give that also a 5 out of 5. You really have to check out these independent comics. And even though this is already, what, 30 years old? Hard to believe. It still feels fresh and vital and now because like we've kind of like lost time for the last few decades. You can easily define the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. Then when we get to the 2000s and the 2010s, is like they all start to blur together. But it's kind of cool to see this time capsule of things. And um, you've got to check this book out if you're only into the heroes, superheroes and such. They're cool and, and all of that. But, you know, real stories of, quote, real people, well, hyper real people, is something that is also enjoyable to me. So I give this a five out of five. Two stories for the price of one and of them for only two dollars American. Pretty funny, pretty weird, little gross here and there. After all, the cover states, recommended for mature, patriotic readers. So once again, if you'd like to see the comic book I've been talking about and watch the longer version of the podcast, head on over to patreon.com slash vmcampos. You'll get it for free. I'd appreciate if you follow on Patreon. That's free as well, and you'll get alerted to everything that I do. All my videos about comic books, Magic the Gathering, San Diego Comic-Con, cosplay, all that good stuff. Think about going to the $2 tier, where I will actually mail you a comic book from my collection. Or the $1 tier also unlocks various cool features. This week, I read Hate Number 1, third printing, published in 1992, originally 1990, by Fantagraphics. This has been the weekly VM Campos Comic Book Club, and I'll see you next week.